Hello everybody and welcome to Deeper Dive. I'm your host Dawn and today Joe is not with us. Please keep him in your prayers. He's not feeling 100% but we're praying for you Joe and we miss you and we hope to see you next time. And just remember everybody, you can always text your questions and comments to Deeper Dive at 954-388-8780. You can also do plantationsda.tv and just go to the Plantation website. Just look for Deeper Dive. Remember that you can always like and subscribe to your favorite podcast, which is Deeper Dive. And today we have a pastor is back for a little time. Pastor Jen, hello. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Just happy to have been home for a little bit. Home, home being plantation. Yeah. Yeah, it was it's so good. wonderful to see you and your whole family this weekend. It was great. Yeah, it, it was funny. They had said, oh, mom, we've traveled so much. We have been down south for maybe like the last five or six weeks. But right. for this drive, there was, it was like, wow, that was quick. And I think it was because it, <laughs> you know, good. they're coming back home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. So this is season four, episode 44 again. And just before we get into Pastor Jen's sermon, we're going to pray. Loving Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity just to see Pastor Jen and her family again and to listen to your word that she was able to impart to us. So we ask now, God, that as we go through and talk about her sermon in a little bit more detail, we ask that you just guide us in spirit and in truth, that your word will always be glorified. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, press to elevate. Now I'm guessing that you had that title because you just came from the Elevate Women's Ministry. I'm guessing. So yeah. tell me why. Um, well, uh, well, yeah, obviously they they're the Elevate Women's Ministry. They wanted to continue. Um, mm-hmm. They wanted to continue the theme of elevation, uh, you know, and, and how and and how we can. Um, elevate in our spirit in our voice in our heart and i was trying to make a sermon around those specific things but then i thought you know we can't just elevate just like that you know there has to be a process to to how we get to to where we are and so which which um the, the first immediate thing i i thought of was um Honestly, T.D. Jakes, mm-hmm. um, I had heard a sermon from him and, and he had wrote in his book, which which I bought called The Crushing. And he was just talking about how how crushing is is needed, you know, in our in our lives. Mm-hmm. And then and then I would I researched in, um, something I had written before and it was like an aha moment, mm-hmm. um, you know, flowers need to be crushed mm. um, to make perfume and and grain needs to be crushed to make bread and um, grapes need to be crushed to make wine but but when I was thinking about it you know I had to make that graphic and I thought ah oh, perfect because we all feel like we're crushed underneath something as beautiful as we may think life is or which was the rose right mm-hmm. um that that sometimes we are being crushed or so and sometimes people even don't even know we're being crushed mm-hmm. and they think that they look at where we are now etc and they're like wow you're in this great position or etc but they don't realize the process that that needed to happen in order to get there get to that process yeah. So you started off with Jeremiah, which was mm-hmm. so interesting. You're doing, you're talking about the potter and mm-hmm. the, the clay. And just tell us a little bit more about why you chose Jeremiah itself, that particular passage, Jeremiah 18, 1 to 4. I chose it because when I was thinking about, um, when you go a little bit be, be before that, you know, and you, you read that passage, um, God was, Jeremiah was living on, on a hill, 
Mm. Right. And and God had told him to go down to the potter's house. And if you, if you look down where he was at, he was looking at, so, so he was living up in the lofty place in Jerusalem area. But then he, if you look down the hill, it's nothing but soot and, you know, and, and, and blackened places. And um, they know that that's where the potters are. And in some context, in some commentaries, I've, I've read that that's also a place where, where the trash goes. Hmm. And but but I couldn't I didn't want to connect the trash part because I needed to find more, you know, relevance there. So just sticking to the fact that Jeremiah had to descend from lofty heights Mm -hmm. to go down into, quote unquote, the pit Mm -hmm. to see how God works. You know, so sometimes we're called from our, our our heights. You know, we think that, oh, everything is going funky door. But when you really look down and in introspectively look into your life you you know that there's some murkiness there mm-hmm. you know but what what does god bring up out of the murkiness and so i used that part of jeremiah to first just remind us where we come from in the fact that god as our potter he meets us where we are we're just lumps of clay you know where we start off dust we're dust yeah. right we're dirt And, 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 and he, he meets us. He's the one who digs us up out of the mire Mm -hmm. and already having a plan to what our life would be or could be if we allowed him to, to lead it. And so he he does, you know, the potters, the old way they did it, right? They Mm -hmm. actually had to, there was, there wasn't the the prefabricated clay that we already have today. Um, they, they had to, and people don't realize that there's this whole process of claim making. They just think, we're going to go to the, we're going to go and we want to make a vase and we're going to go buy those blocks of clay and just put it on the wheel and make it. Yeah. But, but when you look at the, you know, the aspect of how the clay is made, it was a lot of physical labor that, that the potter had to do he to prepare. Yeah. 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 And wow. and so I wanted to bring that imagery of what the potter does, what God does to even to even get us to clay, <laughs> just to make us into because clay is sediment, but to even make us pliable, uh-huh. you know, he he had to he has to, you know, water us down, beat us, make us make us malleable, and then even as he's making it, and and I was thinking, you know, all all the things that. I was thinking of of us being on the wheel of life, you know, things are going along and then a bump happens, a bump in the road, a trial, an illness, something. And and we feel like it's going to kill us. And sometimes, you know, the potter feels it and he's like, yep, mm -hmm, I see that. And he he takes all, all, all these marred pieces, but he doesn't throw that away. You know, he he repurposes us. So I would say, well, how amazing that that we could, even though he had an original plan, that we can still be used into a different plan, mm-hmm. and and it's never, it's never, um, it's never an end. The oh, this is my end. I'm just gonna die here right now. No, he can take that brokenness and renew it. Exactly, exactly. And I love the fact that you brought out the other um, aspects of. Tamar and Rahab and Ruth, we've heard you preach on those subjects before, but then you mm-hmm. took all of them and you were able to expound on them. Explain why you did that. Because I, I wanted to show that, well, obviously, um, all these women, these specific four women, these are the only women that were that, that were named, right? We know that there were other mothers, et cetera, but these are the specific women that were named in the genealogy. And when you look at these women, they they were struggling with really much of which makes us a woman, um, infertility or just just the fact that you know Tamar needed to have needed to have a child. Mm-hmm. And 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 it, and it didn't happen the way it was supposed to have it was supposed to have happened, right. Right? right? Naturally in that situation, but all these things like um, Tamar having to do a different thing, but it had to do with her sexuality as a woman, 
Um, Same thing with Rahab. It had to, you know, it's three, I think three times it says in that, where she's mentioned, you know, she was a harlot. Like the Bible really wants us to know that this is what she was. You know, her body was for men for nighttime pleasures. Right. And, you know, there's that, there's that brokenness that had to be dealt with. And of course, Ruth, you know, didn't have kids again because of her, her, uh, her husband dying and, and et cetera. And then we come to Bathsheba who had a kid, but did not have it in the way that it was supposed to have first happened. And so I, I use them because their stories were so different. Um, same issue of, of what makes us women, you know, childbirth, et cetera, but vastly different and all broken, just yeah. all broken, but God could still use it. And I have to see, I, I know that I've explained these women in past, in past um, sermons, but then this time I'm thinking there's apart from apart, apart from the fact that yes, God works through our brokenness. Where was their elevation? You know, how how through what they went through um, were they still elevated? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we know their brokenness. We know what happened to them. But how did they find, you know, in their story, where was the elevation? It was very easy for the first three. Well, not me. But, you know, it was like, oh, okay, I see that. I see that. You know, Tamar, Tamar, um, you know, continued the bloodline for bloodline. Abraham, which was going to be cut off. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get that. You know, Rahab, Rahab was the mother to Boaz. I get it. You know, um, Ruth married Boaz and now she's the grandmother of, et cetera. But I'm thinking, Bathsheba, you know, how does she get elevated after after authoritative abuse exactly you know and i'm just like man because i was reading that the, those that text which i always preach on but then i'm thinking wait hold on she just says here that there's nothing else that she says here so it's required required further reading like there's got to be something she has a voice i know she has a voice and then mm-hmm. i find it i'm like what hold on she was restored she's put at the right hand side of the king come on and that was her elevation what was her elevation when we listen to these stories and we think about our own personal life how can they encourage us that you know we're going through horrible trials and we don't see the end in sight how am i going to be elevated by that do i just still keep going on or do i just like you know, it's so tempting just to give up. It's hard to even think of our trials as as a as a precursor to elevation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, after this, you know, my father, my sister died, my father died. You know, my brother, my my, my husband's in, you know, diabetes, kidney failure. Sometimes, etc. How is my life? how is this going to be elevated? But mm-hmm. what I've come to realize that it's the closer you come, because when, when you're, when you're in your trial and you really have, you've lost, you have no direction, you are depressed. You can't see where anything is going to go a- apart from just putting your one foot in front of the other. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that's there is Jesus. And unfor- I don't want to say unfortunately, but but that's the only thing that's left. You know, it, when, when, when all is gone, then that's the only time we see control. Exactly. And so, and so you can't, even then, even then you're not thinking, Oh Lord, you know, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to be elevated. You know what you end up saying and what I always end up saying is you are going to be elevated mm. from this. You know, as if you're not if you're not in the space of choosing God. Oh. As in expound to that. What do you mean? As in maybe I chose God before, but I don't want to do it now or I'm, I don't know that I have to choose God. 
in this particular situation because I've never done that before. So I don't know who God is. That's a good question. What happens to those, and I've come across those who don't know God, mm. then you, it's really a choice, right? Are you going to choose to look at your life as bad, 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 bad? Mm. Or, and you don't, you know, like how you said, you, you don't choose God, but okay, say you're not choosing God, but you can choose how to look at your situation. You can. You can choose. Um, you can choose to say, "Is this something that's gonna break me?" Mm. You know, is this is this particular thing gonna define who I am from this point on, mm-hmm. or do I do I choose to choose joy? Do I choose to choose hope? Do I choose to persevere? Or will I allow this? I mean, completely taking God out of the equation. Right. Right. Will I allow this to kill me? Hmm. Um, will, will I allow this to say, well, you're never going to get, you know, this, this job loss. Um, you're never going to go any higher. Am I going to let it be that or am I going to think and try to believe that this is going to help my personal development? Exactly. Exactly. Because it's so very interesting in the world. um, We talk about how, you know, you fall down and you get back up again. You keep on, you keep on going. But in, in this, I'm looking now as, as a, in the section of, you know, you're a Christian, you're on this walk with God and you're dealing with this every day and you're like praying and you're, and you're fasting and you're like, Oh God, just relieve me from this. And I'm, I'm trusting in you. And then, and then you get to the point where you're not seeing that anything is changing. It's not changing. And it's just getting more intense. Mm-hmm. How do you stay on that walk with God when it just gets more intense? When you can't see, and he's not telling you, well, you just keep going because at the end of it, you know, there's this great thing that I have for you, but you're just going through this and it's so crushing, so devastating that you can't even see how God is even going to pull anything out of this because it just looks so detrimental. How do you stay on a walk with God when you're going through that kind of situation? Well, every test gets harder, right? It does. You, you stay with it because whatever you're feeling now, you have felt before. Mm-hmm. You, you felt a month ago. You felt six months ago. You felt last year when XYZ happened. And at that time, you couldn't understand or know how God was going to get you through. Mm-hmm. But then something happened. Some breakthrough happened. And he did. And so easily we forget. what he did right you forget until something else slaps you back down and you're back in the gutters and why me why me and then lord jesus help me and he does and then you're right you're 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 right side up again Mm -hmm. and you're on, on your merry way so my answer to that is whatever situation or journey you are on at the moment and you can't feel it then you just gotta look back to what god has already done because there was that moment six weeks ago where you were on the floor crying your heart out Mm. and he did it Mm. and you forgot about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's just like what what the um what the scriptures say write these promises upon your heart so that you can look back and and see how god has worked The verse is not exactly that, but it's the gist of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. As a mother, and you see that your children are going down a specific path that you know is not going to end well, mm. but they are on a path that they have to make the choices. They're at that stage. They're not little people. They're big people. I've got big people. You've got big people. Mm-hmm. And you, you're looking at that kind of trajectory. 
what do you do in that situation? Because you can see that, okay, from your experience, this is not a good thing. But they are saying, yeah, this is what I want to do. And you're saying to them, well, yeah, you know, choose God. And I know, like, no, no, this is what I'm going to do. How, how, how do you, as a mom, say to them, you know, let's get on a better path. Let's try using, let's try walking with God because of the way God has led you all these times. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. You can say so many things and I have experienced and you may have experienced that the more you raise your voice to proclaim God's goodness, the more you tell your children, remember what he did for you X, Y, Z ago, et cetera, then you run the risk of them actually closing their ears. Yes. Because they, they, you know, they're, they're like, God, 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 God. That's all you talk about. God, 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 Mm. you know, and, and sometimes you just have to shut up and let God do Mm. because, oh, sorry. I just, I just, (laughs) just said on the fucking door. Really, really though, you do, you do have to just shut your mouth because sometimes it is us no matter how good our intentions are to lead our kids on the right path you know really what we say they're going to do the opposite Mm. to prove to us that their way was going to work out the the right way and look mom look dad you said i couldn't do this but i did it i did it all without jesus or or whatever right and and you just you and this is not a cliche it really you know sounds good it's going to sound cliche but you just let go and let god and you just pray and you lay your kid on that altar and you're like i this child is the one that's keeping me at your cross, Lord, at the feet, at your feet. I don't even know. And you just let it go. If you've already done your work, like as the Bible says, and sometimes sometimes as moms, we feel like we don't do it enough, right? But train up your child in the ways that he would go. And when he, and when he, when he gets old, you know, he will not um, depart, from it. depart from it, right? You have to believe in what, you have done because in all reality our kids are alone to us from god for only the first really only the first up until their teenage years and then they're gone right what can we pack into there and some of it may not have all been spirituality um but you have to trust that that what you have given them and what you have instilled in them is what even when they don't even when they're not going to admit it to you that that is what they rely on after they are gone, you know, gone from the house. I get them, you know, I, I am amazed and I praise God, you know, I pray over my children and, and when my eldest, you know, and I try not. So here's for, for me as a pastor, it's so much more, it's so much more different because it's honestly, it's in their face, like the, the, the whole time. Right. Exactly. And sometimes I just have to like back off and just like, you know, not say anything. Yeah. And and I don't. And the times that I don't and you, I just pray like I will feel I will feel like mm, like by the way a child responds or something, I will if they're not telling me everything, I will know. You know, I will just know like there's something going on there that mm-hmm. is not being said. Mm-hmm. OK, God, you got to get on that. Mm. you know mm. and and then i'll get the call you know later on or something um my eldest chance was was trying to get an internship um so that he this past summer and when he was telling me his plans and then he broke out into you know god has been so good mom you won't believe how you won't believe how you know i was struggling with this to get financing for that and i was trying to get this and 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 then something happened and you know god even speaks to the simple things i was trying to get sheets at a camp and i was the only one who didn't get sheets and then suddenly someone came up to my door trying you know trying to give me something else and and they ended up having sheets in their car and mom all i wanted was sheets and god yeah. you know it's, it's really true that god um 
sees and knows the desires of our hearts, you know, and he's using these little snippets from the Bible. And I'm like, you know, and I'm just like, you know, I just, you know, I just, it's time for them. It's time for them to, to testify. Exactly. You know, and, and, and these things, and, and then he goes, and then he goes, you know, sometimes I don't make it to church because I'm so tired, but mom, I go back to your old sermons and really I'm at, I'm back at church, wow. you know, and, and, and I use, and then I use your sermons for church and I'm like, wow, wow. Okay. Well, how do you like that, mom? I'm actually with you at church. I'm like, ha ha ha. Okay. <laughs> but you know, you, to hear that and then to think that, you know, your other kids are, are, are well, you know, David, he went on, what is it? Southern outbreak. No, no, not Southern outbreak. Oh yeah. Outbreak. And he was like, wow, mom, I got closer spiritually to God. And these are the things that happened in class. And, and, you know, I, I was looking for something and, and God spoke, you know, and this is what he did. And, and then Paul tells me something else last week, like, yeah, mom, I, I was struggling with something. And then God gave me a big God hug. And he told me that he loved me. You know, these things, Yeah, I think, because I talked to, you know, you, you know, like I talked to my kids, I'm straight with them, et cetera, et cetera. But then, then other things pop up that you have no idea that they have been struggling spiritually with, or they don't want to tell you you because they're the pastor's kid and they're not supposed to have quotes unquote spiritual problems or whatever and then you hear it and then you, before you say anything then they say but god did this or god showed me through this person etc and or, or or it could even be mom i'm still struggling can you still pray for me you know and and it's those things you can't that that's why i say you just let go it's so hard my mother used to tell me this let it go to let it go you can't you can't beat that horse you just you, mm -mm, just let it go and it's going to come back you know mm -hmm. and so you know incidentally my mom was talking about you know with everything going on in the world you know there's rumor rumor about a draft possibly right mm -hmm. if, if, if we go into war or something i don't know she's like get ready get ready that's the one thing i pray for all your kids are gonna go and i had to calm her down Mm -hmm. And then she goes, but aren't you afraid? And I, yes, I am afraid or I'm concerned. But I told her this. I said, Mom, for every single one of our children, God saw and knew that this is the times that they were going to live in. What are they living in? They're living in all sorts of different things socially that are happening now. Yep. That we never, it That's was never thing. a question Yep. You know, sexuality, yeah. uh, you know, medicated yeah. uh, drugs. I mean, they're, they're living through all yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. And we can preach and we can say and we can do like These are our beliefs. But it, after all of it, they're the ones that have to deal with it. Exactly. Right. And we have to believe when we say that we know that God has a plan for for your life. We have to believe that and be we willing to just let it go because shoot, if my kids get caught up in a draft or something, I have no idea, mom. I have to be assured in God that he knew that this was going to happen and he's going to protect my children. Right. That's it. Exactly. That is it. Wow. And she's like, whoa, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, it doesn't like, and sometimes it does pop up in my head, like, whoa, what if? But then at the same time, I'm going to be driving myself crazy thinking about the, thinking about what, the what if. Ifs. That doesn't right. make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, the last part of your sermon was the rats. I was <laughs> like, ah, the rat story came. <laughs> what made you think or decide, make the decision that now I'm going to tell this story? Because I remember at the time when it was happening and we were talking uh -huh. about it yep. and how horrified you were and how you were going through it. So what made you think I'm going to share this with everybody? Because there's so many people that came out of that and were like, oh, she went through all of that? Where was that? When was this? And I'm like, wow, she was. Yeah. So partially my kids. Oh, really? My kids were like, so mom, when are you going to turn this into a sermon? You know, and and I was like, what? 
No, 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 no. This will never come out of the summer. Never. Well, why not? I go, do you realize once people hear the word rats, rats. they're just going to be like, they're just going to be like, oh. They were like, ooh. Right. <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, the Hernandez's. Uh, you know, had it was filthy. You know, they had rats. Uh, you know, I mean, that, I go. You know, that I can't. I can't even. And then they're just like, "Yeah, but you gotta tell them how God came through." How? And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, but that can be one that can just be stuck on the shelf." And so this uh, is what they said. I kid you not. They said, "You have shared with the church everything <laughs> about our lives." everything even even the story of of you and dad and having chance and all that you're very vulnerable and and authentic so if they know all that what is the difference with rats wow wow <laughs> True. But i'm just like huh. and so and i told them to you better zip your lips just just shush because you know it was it, what I didn't tell the church, you know, back, you know, in the sermon was it made the moving so much harder. Of it made the moving so much harder because we had to wash and rewash things. We like we don't know what they, you know, ran over or whatever. Yeah. We had to bleach everything down and then stick it in a trash bag and then pack it into the box and then stick in like could put a couple sprays of peppermint spray to because it was supposedly they don't like peppermint, whatever, yeah. and then seal the box. What is that? It's like thirty minutes to pack a box. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and and this was, you know, this was killing us. But then, what 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 made me apart? So from the kids, they got me thinking. Right. They got me thinking because they were just saying, like, man, we prayed, we prayed. And I took pictures of these things that we killed, right? But I was not gonna put it up on yeah, I took pictures. <laughs> I took pictures to commemorate, like seriously, this to commemorate how how bad it was and that God killed it. Yeah. You know, that that He wow. helped us kill it. Wow. And so, like with 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 each quote, unquote. Well, I don't. I don't think I got. I, I don't. I didn't take like twenty pictures because it was a lot of them. But I just took like, okay, so this is, this is this week's haul, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, so, and so you know, and and then I thought about it, and I and I just, I thought, I wonder. So I did a test run. I did a test run at unbelievably the conference office because i was asked to do worship really? oh, yeah wow. so i figured so i figured you know what let me start at the top and let me just because you know all the directors are there you know other machado everybody of course, of course. right so i want to see i want to see the reaction and if i am told later on or in that day and i will specifically ask people hey did that gross you out is that something that right that you right. can stomach here or whatever yeah. you know it's so funny because people you know yes they were horrified but and then but someone was like oh man we should tell her and and i someone that i asked later so you know some of us were laughing because we know that in jamaica there's actually something called rat soup and that <laughs> people make it and i was like yo that's like and then he, and then he goes and you know we're like man she was she was killing off a meal you know for people who do oh like yeah <laughs> and then and so i said so you know for the people that i asked so what what do you think because i'm th from, from you guys i'm gonna base it on you know should it be something that could be kept and they're like absolutely you know and that's the thing we don't talk about the vile things yeah we, we we want to make our lives look squeaky clean but you know there's roaches in florida there's rats yes. in florida there's yep. Yep. all this yep. stuff yep. and and for for you to be able to be vulnerable and and, and say that you know it just makes us Oh wow! Yeah, hey, I'm not the only one who has rats in, in, in my house. 
And it's almost like, but there's a spiritual connotation to that too, right? You know, if we're not, if we're not looking or whatever, you know, these, this is like the plague that Satan sends to, to completely distract. I'm like, yes, yes, that's what it is. That's what it is. Wow. Yeah. There were a lot of, a lot of people afterwards, they were talking about it and they were like, wow, that's some crazy stuff. And they were saying, how does she have so much stuff happening to her back to back like that? That's crazy. But then they, it was funny because the conversation I had afterwards was like, well, maybe it's because we never talk about our stuff. And so therefore we don't really know what everybody else is going through. And I said, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's exactly it. That's exactly the reason. And, you know, there are several people that came up to me afterwards and are like, man, I thought I was the only special one, but, you know, I we had two rats and we had to hunt them down. And someone else was like, come, someone else comes up in secret and like, I had one rat and I was just totally, I was totally grossed out by the fact that I had one rat. And so you then, then you have these people saying, oh, yeah, we have rats too. I'm like, ha, told you. Yeah, I told you, you know, but, wow. but you know, further than that, you know, Armando was telling me, he goes, man, you should have told them. And I said, what? He goes, you missed the part of us watching the, or, oh, he was, it was me and Paul were outside, but you missed the part of us watching the rats um, crawl from the telephone pole on the lines yeah. to our house. I'm like, oh yeah. So I almost dismissed that. I go, wait, 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 no, wait, wait, what do you mean by that though? I go, yeah, I know you guys saw that. He goes, no. He goes, I'm thinking of the fact that there is a more supernatural thing that is going on here. He goes, he goes, you know, um, in, in the Bible, rats and et cetera, locusts, et cetera, was like a plague, right? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah. And he said, and when we were going through that, it was like, where did this come from? How did this happen? But this happened right as your ministry was beginning, to, uh, as our ministry was beginning to gain momentum. Yeah. You know, I went into the hospital during this time. Absolutely. Um, Etc. He goes, and it's gaining momentum. And, and he goes, you know, I listen to all these podcasts where people are talking about, oh, you know, remember the Nephilim, you know, and, and he goes, and, and they remember all the supernatural stuff of old, they're talking about it. But why cannot we see he goes, I was looking at the rats like, a plague because Jen, they're coming from the telephone line and this telephone line, the poles, you know, have lines to all these other houses. Of course. But why did they all march in a line to our house? He goes, it's like they chose. It's like Satan was like, Satan was like, there you go. Yes, your steps are ordered to go right here. He goes, to what? To torture us, to confuse us, to make us question, you know, you know, oh, this is sick. This is disgusting. He goes, but the fact that he goes, you didn't see the other, like maybe other rats going in other directions. No, the whole trail of rats was coming to our house. He goes, so he goes, we got to think like, we use, you know, the supernatural power of God, you know, in the Bible. But at the same time, do we today truly believe that there are supernatural things going on now? Absolutely. And, and when, when Satan does something like that, he goes, we have a supernatural God Absolutely. who can who can just obliterate in whatever way he's going to do it. But, you know, do we believe that? He goes, he goes, the more and more that I've thought about this, it's like, man, we were just, we are just targets, like big red targets. <laughs> like, hello, here we are. He goes, and it's going to keep happening, Jen. And the more that you choose to decide, you know, this is the road I'm going to go with God and God is showing you what he wants you to do and you're starting to do it. Yeah. It's just like the warfare is crazy. It but is. He, as you've said, we, we serve an amazing God. We do. And, and he already knows that that warfare was going to come to us. And so he already had a plan to get us out of it. But it's like when you're in the midst of it, it's not a nice thing. It's it not does. nice. Uh, no, it's, oh, and so then somewhere in there, like towards the end, I, th- I think when you guys came in the last week so there was a cat 
Yeah. There was a cat. And the cat, cat wasn't getting the rats? Listen, this isn't. There was a cat that appeared by our door and began meowing. Okay. We were like, what? And the kids were making friends with the rat and they wanted the rat to kind of, no, 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 we don't know it's a stray. We don't know who it belongs to, whatever. But then my mentor was like, Jen, what if? Food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What if God sent the cat to get the rats? I'm like, oh, come on, D. Come on. <laughs> and she's like, I'm just saying, are you willing to let that? And that cat was meowing, you know, for as so I told God, I'm like, okay. <sighs> I will let but the thing is I don't know where this cat's been right of course I'm just like I'm like God I will let this cat in the house if this is what you want I don't know why you sent this cat but I will let the cat in the house you know I'm gonna give you like three or four days and if this cat is still here then that means that that's the thing that's gonna help us get so, but the cat left so I'm like oh my god <laughs> Wow. 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 That's crazy. That's crazy. All right. So as we wrap up now, what is the, what's the one advice or, or some things that you can give us as advice that when we're going through trials like this, we're choosing to do God's way and we're seeing all these things bombarding us. How do we make sure that we keep our eyes focused on him? Day by day, just continue to check in with him, have that relationship. Even, I mean, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not, it's, when it comes out of my mouth, it sounds so simple and it's not, it, it, it's not right. You know, I'll always just be in a, I can't say be in a prayer for more because like I can walk around and be like, all right, God, um, like I'm driving to Destin. And I'm like, this is going to be a six hour drive, Lord. Mm, I'm not sure how this is going to work, but but um, never driven this far before, but mm -hmm. be with me. And I was just talking intermittently throughout the six hours with God, you know, Ooh, right. that truck came a little close, uh, you know, and I sound like a crazy lady right. um, talking to myself. But but and this works for me, you know, just checking in and he, he knows he's not. <laughs> He sees everything, you know, yeah. but we just have to to know that the things and remember that he has worked so many different wonders in our life. And I'm preaching to myself, too, because, you know, even after all that happened, mm -hmm. it came together for me at the at the Southern Union Conference mm -hmm. um, when I had to baptize, when I was expecting something different. I was expecting, you know, the whole lineup of women and it didn't happen that way. And God, you know, and then, you know, after every call, like where, 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 where is everybody? How come, how come people are not giving their names to me? But we, we were all expecting it. That's why we brought so many bags and Bibles, et cetera, to pass out. But I realized that God does not work in the same way that he has worked in the past and he's going to use different things. And now, as I realized, you know, e even walking and I told the church, there was a slight disappointment. Oh, oh, there's only one, like who wants only one, only one after everything that has been done for the whole weekend, you want like the whole crowd to exactly. get baptized. Right. Exactly. But, you know, to even be positive and tell my team it's okay while well, on the inside i'm like oh jesus do something because mm -hmm. you saw them you know on their faces they're smiling my team but their morale you know kind of went down like why why one why only one wow. and i realized at that point that i'm thinking who am i who am i to question god about why only one yeah you know what if that's all he wanted. Exactly. You know, what if, what if it this, what if this, we say it all the time after all this effort, if only one comes to Jesus, then it would have been made all the effort. But you know, really, yeah, only one, yeah, but, 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 but we want the whole, we want the kit and caboodle with it. Right. And so, and I just realized, man, who am I to, to tell him I wanted more? Or why only this person? And I, I truly believe that it was the testing of my faith, too. You know, God is telling me, listen, I brought you through rats. I brought you through a car accident that 
that could have taken the life of your whole family and you're still doubting or yeah. asking me why why one why <laughs> one you know do you not do you not believe that i will work my miracle and it clicked it clicked in me after she got baptized you know and i saw all those women come to support this one person it clicked to me like okay i'm supposed to stay here and then he did it he did it over and over and over and over again and i'm standing there trying not to cry with each person that comes down because i'm just like you know, after we think the music person's like, no, 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 we still going. And then, you know, we wait for five minutes and then someone pops up again. Wow. You know, and wow. and it's just like, you know, it's, it's not a silent thing. We just keep on singing and I'm just standing there like, I'm going to stand here. I know. And it was so great. I had a woman, a mother of one of my teammates there. And she, Holy Spirit touched her too, because I couldn't move from the pool. And then she started going down on the aisles of women and she was like jesus is calling you today what are you what are you waiting for the pool is ready the the pastor is in there is there and and what are you struggling with and she, she'd come and whisper to me i feel like there is someone who is older oh, that's wow. here that that is struggling with something so she was i'm praying for that older person sure enough an older person stands up you wow. know, and I'm just kind of like looking at her like, what, you know, and she goes, the Holy Spirit was just impressing me, impressing. Yeah, you yeah. know, and she's, you know, so I'm just, you know, it was a whole, it was a whole revelation for me that it wasn't only me standing at standing and the Holy Spirit was making me stay there. He was using other people yes. now to, yeah. to go and do the work and to continue it. And and so after all that, and then we had that surprise baptism that next morning, I sat there and I was, you know, driving home and I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Honey, Satan tried to take us out because he didn't want any of this to happen. No. Satan was trying to to, you know, collude our minds and, you know, get us all like crazed out about these rats because he wanted our focus off of oh. the ministry and he didn't want any of this to happen yeah he, yep. he wanted yep. us because there, there was a thought that i had like oh i'm gonna leave for 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 this weekend we're gonna be uh four days gone and is it gonna be done yet and uh, uh. i shouldn't have even thought about that yeah. you know i should have been like i'm gonna leave for the week and i'm just gonna do what God's calling me to do and let, let all that stuff be dealt with, you know? And so to answer your question, there are so many things that we are going to continue going through until Jesus comes. Right. And I just read a quote in, and I think it was LNG white saying, sometimes we give way too much attention to Satan. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about him, we say mm -hmm. Jesus bind him, we 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 have all these, you know, prayer things like let's not let the Satan let's not Satan interrupt this thing, mm -hmm. but he's just this one entity. And he loves he he's loving it that we are all bothered yes. of all the stuff that he's doing. And we're talking about him, exactly. and he's like, This isn't exactly what I wanted. It's exactly what I need to be over here and not over there. Exactly, ah. exactly. And I'm just like, oh, so true. So, so to answer your question, you know, how do we one foot in front of the other, just constantly remembering that God knew mm. that we would be in these situations, you know. We, of course, our, our decisions are always made, you know, sometimes we make stupid decisions and he knew that that was going to happen, you know, as well. Mm -hmm. um, but that we have a God who's still walking. And, and the thing is, how do we get through? We let him do. We, we, we just stop take, trying to take control of the reins each time. Amen. You know, we just let him do what he is going to do. And if it's, that's, if it's for us to just take a step back or keep our hands away and just keep on moving forward. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we got to do. But always remembering, always looking back at what he has brought us through to encourage us like, OK, yeah, I did go through that thing and he was amazing. And he's 
going to be amazing again. Amen. 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 Wow. Wonderful, Pastor Jen. Thank you so much. Oh, we learned so much this weekend. I tell you. It was, it, that was a sermon for me. So I, I just know other people were definitely touched by it. I just know. All right. As we um, wrap up now, we'd like you to pray for us, please. Of course. Of course. Heavenly Father, Lord, um, thank you for allowing everyday normal things, Lord, to always point us back to you, Father. And even the crazy trials like the rats, Father. Lord, we're always going to have, you know, the trials are never gonna, they're not gonna stop coming. In fact, trial that our, our seasons and, you know, the, the journey will get harder and it gets harder, you know, the more this world is going, we're just waiting for you to come. And, you know, you said it, you, you said it, Father, you know, <laughs> nation will be against nation. There'll be famines, there'll be pestilences. These things are going to happen before I come. And so, God, because we have already weathered before, because we have seen you work your miracles before in our lives, Father, let this be a testament to stand still and let you do what you do, Father, in the current storms that are raging around us, Father. Let us be still, truly, and know that you are God. Let us be on the lookout for the rats that come into our lives. Rats as in the things that Satan sends to distract us from the work that you have called us to do because he will send, he will distract so that things towards you are, th are, are thwarted. Father, but let us be aware of that, that he comes in disguise, Father, even through natural pestilence like rats. He comes in disguise, Father, to, to derail us. Father, help us to get right back on track and push forward and press on knowing, Lord, that the pressing on will yield something beautiful, Father, that, that, that this testament will again change us into a new person father from how you have brought us through we are a new person we have a deeper understanding lord of how you work with us father and we are brought in further belief of your power and your might and your grace lord so be with us lord continue to guide us lord and and walk with you through all that this is pressing on toward the goal of your imminent return. Thank you, Father. We love you and we look forward um, to living with you when you come. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor Jen. And to all our podcast listeners, remember, you can always subscribe to the podcast. And remember, if you have any questions, 954-388-8780. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day.